Dearest Kick-Ons listeners, we hereby invite you to the hottest happenings in Aotearoa. We are here to let you know where you should be and when you should be there. No need to RSVP, it's invite only. And you're on the list. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-ons, the pop culture after-party for people who want just a little more. Kia ora, Kick-ons listeners. This is Steph. I am riding solo today, but, you know, not completely solo. I've got a gorgeous guest with me today whose music I've been listening to a lot, um, especially in the lead up to this chat. And I'm just so taken by her songwriting and her lyricism, and I'm so excited to chat to her. So today, you're invited to meet Mel Parsons, whose music transports you to a new place with each listen. Her album, Slow Burn, which is her fifth, I might add, is a journey through sound with layered harmonies and epic guitar lines. Mel is currently on tour around Aotearoa, with shows still to come in Kerry Kerry, Nelson, New Plymouth, and Port Chalmers. Please welcome to Kick Ons, Mel Parsons. Hello. Hello kia ora. You're hitting all the um all the towns. Port Chalmers. I'm from Tingo, uh, so I was like, Oh, uh, I know where that uh, is. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Westport, so I do I have a um I sort of have a bit of a, you know, a, 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 not a sympathy, but I, le- you know, I lean towards the regions, you know, always try and make sure. Totally. You know what it's like growing up in a place that not everything <laughs> yes, comes to, that's right? kind of way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you were in, um, on stage at the Isaac Theatre Royal last yes, night. How yeah, was that? Yeah, it was amazing, actually. It was, um, yeah, really, it's such a beautiful venue and just, yeah, gorgeous lovely crowd and just yeah pretty you know home crowd it was yeah we had a we had a really lovely time is there do you sort of um how do you change tact when you're playing a huge venue like that is there stuff that you would I guess approach in a different way I think you do yeah I think you know because the, yeah and it, particularly on this tour the you know the venues there's a real range you know like we played the Hollywood um the Hollywood theater in Auckland the other day and then you know you go mm. to San Fran and there's some smaller venues out in the region so this yeah they definitely the the, the vibes change definitely depending on the stage and the size of the venue and you know the, like particularly so the Isaac it's uh seated and you know it's for anyone who doesn't know that venue it's a big you know it's a big beautiful old heritage um theatre in Christchurch and it's um yeah it's gorgeous and it's yeah I guess you, I guess you just sort of play you play the show to the to the space you know yeah so so yeah they are they all are yeah. they all are slightly slightly different vibe but but we're you know we're, we're essentially bringing the same show I always wonder if in a sort of seated venue encourages a more captive audience I don't know it's hard because when you're a fan you're going to listen regardless and the music will usually sweep you up but maybe it's more an immediate engagement yeah I, th- I feel like uh, for me like my preference I think maybe because when I go to shows I like to sit down um because it helps me it yeah. sounds really weird to say but it ha- sitting down helps me listen better I think I get um you know after, after a couple of songs when mm. I'm standing I get fidgety and I don't I yeah I, I find it um I'm not a multitasker 
you know, I'm gonna do one thing at a time. So I and I feel I feel like for the most part, what I the music that I play is definitely more of a listening crowd. So I, yeah, generally they tend towards a seated kind of um, kind of a vibe, which um, yeah I love. But then like we had a standing um, standing night at San Fran the other night, and that was super fun as well. So yeah, just kind of we do do them all, do them all. <laughs> Keeps it keeps it interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, for sure. So, growing up in Westport, how did you get from you know young girl growing up there to now being a touring recording artist with you know such success in New Zealand? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of stuff. I guess that's happened in between. But yeah, so I grew up on a um, on a on a farm outside of uh, about ten uh, k's outside of Westport. At, a, a tiny little place called Cape Fowland. Um and yeah, I don't know. I, I at school I was like you know, I loved music but also I was pretty sporty and I did I kind of just did everything and you know, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do, but I ended up um you know, I was either going to go to uni straight away and do something serious and proper like law or you know, something something that I should do. <laughs> um or music and I I yeah I just applied for a music school and then assuming that I wouldn't get it I just you know I was pretty sure that I wouldn't get in and then I did get in and I and so I did that and then I just have literally carried on from there and I'm still doing it and that's yeah that's that's the short version yeah you know, as life changes, there's so much that kind of factors into what we're thinking about our career and things. It's amazing that you've done it for so long and that I'm sure there are maybe times when you're wondering, is this it? But the stick with itness is, is where it's like just so impressive. Yeah, I sort of feel like that's sort of literally how I have gotten to where I am, you know, at this, you know, quite humble but. I guess being a full-time touring artist and, and recording artist, um, I'm lucky enough to, to do that. But I feel like, yeah, I think I'm I'm doing it by virtue of doing it like that. I, I sort of, I made a choice, um, <laughs> yeah, many years ago. I had a couple of years floating around overseas and, um, you know, as you do. And then I, um, I just decided that I was going to do music and that was it. And I think... I'm quite stubborn and um, I suppose, yeah, I'm pretty driven. And so I, that was it. I just decided no backup plan and that was all I was going to do. And I was very poor for quite a long time, you know, because I was, <laughs> I was like refusing to take, you know, I wouldn't work a side job or a day job. Um, and I'm, which was really hard, you know, it was really hard. And, mm. but I, I don't know, I just kind of committed to it. And I think that, that by not having any I think by not having any other option it has forced me to just keep going and by keeping going I've kind of ended up keeping doing you know so it just it just kind of carries <laughs> on and each album I make I'm like oh my god you know I wonder if I can't you know what if I can never write any more songs and then you know another album comes along so yeah it just um I feel I feel lucky I feel very lucky that I've been able to um kind of juggle life to make it work kind of work out my way really yeah I was just wondering as you were talking about going into new albums your album from 2018 Glass Heart was hugely successful you were nominated for the Tate Music Prize and finalist for the Silver Scrolls when you sort of wrapped up that cycle and started thinking about the new one which we now know as Slow Burn 
How was that feeling? Were you like, oh my goodness, I I don't know. Is it hard to separate that success and then go and, and be like, oh, well, I'm going to be creative, but is it going to, what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, it's a thing? pretty weird thing, I think, because you don't really, I think when, once an album's out, like it's almost like the, not completely, but it, it's sort of like the day that it is released, that's when it's kind of wrapped up for me in a way. I mean, other than to- other than touring mm. it, you know, which, mm. which is what I—that's my favorite thing. That's what I love to do. But I feel like the, there's so many years that go into, you know, like like we've been working on Slow Burn for like the last two and a half years, basically. So now that it's out, I'm kind of like, oh, mm. thank God, you know, I can tour it and then start kind of, kind of start <laughs> on the next thing. So, I th- but I think, um, um, yeah, I, I I try not to sort of carry too much over from from previous things I guess I think my my songwriting is pretty my process anyway is pretty unconscious I just I just write and mm. you know I see what comes out and I I, I think over the years I've gotten a much better um or much faster um uh kind of editing um you know I can tell pretty quickly mm. if it's something if it's a song that makes me feel something and so if it makes me feel something then I then oftentimes that will be something that will connect with people and make them feel something. So I, I, I've gotten better at, at um, identifying those. And so I think that my, once I get into writing, I just, that's all I'm focused on. I, I, I kind of don't really, um, yeah, I, I don't really think too much about the ones that have come before, but I, I guess they're, they're, they're great in that it's, um, I suppose each one is kind of like a building I don't know, it sounds really cheesy to say, doesn't mm. it? But it's like a kind of a building block to the to no. kind of the next thing. And so and and they help, you know, like you're saying, like the tape thing and the um you know, just whether you're finalist for things or, or awards or whatever, you it's sort of on the one hand it's kind of meaningless, but it's all, but but it's actually quite meaningful in the sense that it's really helpful towards what you're you know, what you're doing for the next thing. So yeah, I don't know. I sort of um I don't know. Yeah, I try. I try not to get too tangled up in it because I think it's it's kind of dangerous to overanalyze. I think you you you, you create and then if you know if you feel like if it, my gut feeling if if I feel like it's good enough to put it out, then I'll then I'll do that and hopefully get to tour it and then um yeah and then connect with people and that's and then on to the, the next, next thing. Time. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's my kind of um, that's what I love to do. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's like anything in life it's what you've done and that process will then inform what you're doing and you know we learn from the lessons and we we learn from the successes but we also learn from the things that don't quite work out as well and yeah exactly it's like taking that pressure off but I'm it's so great that you can like release it and be done that's really great rather than I guess I don't know if it's common for people to sort of still fret or, but there's a release yeah, in, that, I, I, in that moment I think, of release. I think because there's so much to, you know, you spend so much time with, you know, the, the writing and then in the studio and then mixing and just the whole that whole process is not always, but in this case it was quite, you know, it was quite drawn out for various reasons and yeah, I think you just ready to let it go and just give and and I think too you just you can't have any you do what you do and then you, you don't have any control over how people receive it. So it's like they either connect with it or they don't. And so you can't, if, if you try and hang on to whether or not they, they do connect with it, then it, it, it sort of becomes a, I don't know. I think it's a, 
it's a pretty slippery slope really so yeah yeah you do yourself a bit of a yeah, disservice I think, so. I think so yeah I think it's pretty dangerous yeah <laughs> yeah do you approach your songwriting in a similar way each time or do you have any rituals or is it sort of in the moment I think so I think I sort of um I mean I, th- I think each album is kind of um has sort of had different I don't know that's the other thing I'm terrible at analyzing my own work um I yeah I think each record kind of I guess has hopefully anyway been some sort of development as in some sense but essentially too it's really it's just me writing songs and and I'm still the same person and I still have the same life experience you know albeit like another three years of that each time so but but in terms of my process I I um mostly it's it's really basic it's like me and a guitar in a room almost always by myself um guitar or piano and I just I kind of just bugger around until I hear something that you know and, and and it might be that I um and I also have my you know I'm always recording on my phone so I can just hear like little so if there's a little bit that you that you're like, oh, what was that? But I know there was something in there, and then you can go mm. back through and kind of, um, kind of develop on that. But I, yeah, I mean, you, it's a funny, funny thing. Like, um, I don't. Are you a writer? Do you do you? Uh, I not songs, yeah, right. but yes, I enjoy like creative yeah. kind of. Yeah, so it's like I sort of feel like you. Um, well, for me anyway, like I, I've worked out that I just have to keep. Um, you just have to sort of keep showing up to your to your writing space, and some days it'll be absolute mm. just junk, you know. And you're just you know, no one's that's never going to see the live mm-hmm. day. No one's ever going to hear that. It all just hits the scrap heap. But you just, I, I think, if you just keep coming back and just keep turning up, you'll always cut through to the to what you're kind of mining for. Yeah, I kind of see it a bit like mining. Like you just. You're, you're digging away until yeah. you kind of hit that seam, and then once you hit it, then you're away, and you've got to, you've kind of got to sit on it and just, yeah, just go with it. And sometimes that means that you, that you've got to force yourself, even if you're tired or whatever. You're like, I know that I've got to keep working on the song now because this is the time where that kind of, um, I don't know, feeling or inspiration or whatever is when it's kind of hot, when it's kind of fresh. Yeah, you sort of need to, um, yeah, grab it, I guess. <laughs> totally and you know you can do it because you've done it so it's coming back to that and yeah and I think I mean also it's like you've always got to be prepared for that inspiration to come to you at the most random moment and like you say have your your voice notes or your um your notes app open and and ready to go and yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's amazing lyrics out there that have been oh. forgotten by the people who have just it's flashed into their head. And I, yeah, and I've learned that too over the years. Is that often we, I get lyrics that come to me when I'm driving, and I, I just record them immediately into my phone because I always think, oh, that's a great line. That's like so great that I'll remember it, and then I'll like be like yeah. ten days down the road, and I'm like, shit, what was that? Oh, damn it! Ah. What you know? It was gold. How did I not remember? Or the one where you like wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh wow, okay, I've got a line. And then, but and then you're like, that's 
that is so good. There's no way I'll forget that. And then you wake up in the morning like, why did I not yeah. write that down? Yeah. That might have been my hit, you know? But yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, do, I do try and be, um, I, I try to be fairly studious with any time I'm, Anytime anything strikes, I get it down and, um, you know, just file it away, see, see what, see what comes of it. So good. I think, um, in your lyrics in particular in this album, for, to me, I almost see, I, I really see them. It's almost like painting pictures in my head when I listen to this music, I was just listening to Carry On. And I could, for some, maybe it's because I was really, like, Littleton, yeah. but I just see, like, the ships in the harbour and Littleton yeah. or something like that. Like, it's very, um, what is that? Well, like, it, I, yeah, I see it like a painting cool. in my head. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that lyric, um, I wish I was a ship steady and strong. Like, to me, that is just, like, yes. And so relatable when you're in those moments when you might not be feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool that you get that. Yeah. It's, um, it's a funny one. eh? I, 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 my lyrics are so unconscious and sometimes I'll, you know, I'll get something down or even write a whole song and I'll be like, what, what, what is that? And then, you know, later on it's like, oh, wow, that's really deep or like, or or, wow, that's really trite, you know, (laughs) it's kind of could go either way. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, just sometimes little, if you can, if you can, yeah, I like, I love it that you, that, that, that's kind of become like a painting for you because I feel like I guess that's what you're trying to do isn't it you're trying to sort of paint paint something with words I suppose and make people um I don't know move them or or make them feel anything yeah I feel like if I can make people feel anything yeah. like I don't I kind of don't really care what it is like I don't want to you know re- I don't want to <laughs> reach in and, and and tell people how to feel but I think I think as well because as a listener because I'm you know obviously a huge music fan and I listen to a lot of music and I love Mm. you know almost everything um I think as a fan I it's music that connect you know that that moves me emotionally that I connect with and so that's that then becomes what I want to do with my music you know yeah totally absolutely so how in um the creation of slow Mm. burn when at what point did you bring the band in and kind of head towards recording? Well, it was actually pretty much um, the band hadn't heard anything before we hit the studio, actually. So I had um, uh, written most of the songs, and Josh, who's a uh, Josh Logan, who's a producer, um, we co-wrote a couple of them together. Um, yeah, so so it was only Josh uh, and I who had had even heard the songs, and then the band. Yeah, that just came in, and and so it was super fresh. The sessions were really fun because it was, uh, yeah, just really not laboured. And I think sometimes, I mean, there's advantages to doing both way rounds. Like sometimes you'll, you know, tour a whole bunch of new songs for ages and sort of hone them, and then take them to the studio, which is, you know, it means that you really tighten the songs are like super kind of, um, uh, I don't know, they're all squared away and kind of perfect. But I feel like what we were doing was pretty kind of. Um, yeah, it was very raw, you know, pretty loose and quite. But that mm. I think that gives it a different thing. That gives it like quite. It makes it quite energetic and, um, yeah, it's sort of it's terrifying. So it makes it quite exciting when you're in the studio. You're like, yeah. "Whoa, how's this going to come out?" Um, you know, it could go either way. So yeah, that that was that was the process pretty much. Was that um, yeah, I'd just been writing for for a good while, and then we, um, yeah, just got to the studio and 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 kind of hit hit record and. 
and mostly that's that's what's on the album there was yeah there was a couple of tracks that got um that got scrapped but that's pretty that's pretty normal you know you record um more than you need or or, or whatever or you know you sometimes end up ditching songs that not 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 that aren't good songs or that 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 you don't like but that might not fit particularly with that set of songs but yeah it was a good it was a good time we had a good we had fun yeah I bet that sounds great um I'm also so taken by the the backing vocals in your tracks is that just like a natural thing or is that sort of a conscious planning of those so most of the um most of the vocal harmony is my cousin Jed which um so Jed Mm -hmm. Parsons is his name and he he's a songwriter as well he's one of those annoying people that's like good at everything you know um yeah yeah so he plays drums (laughs) he plays drums for me and my band and and he's the he's sort of the main main harmony singer and he has a just he just has a real a real knack for them you know he can he can jump in behind mm. the mic and just like you know lay down ten options and you know all of them will be great and you can just kind of pick pick whatever works. So yeah, so so mostly yeah, Josh did Josh did some of the harmonies on there as well, um, but yeah, mostly mostly Jed. He um, yeah, mm. I think uh, harmony singing is funny. Like uh, I'm not I'm not a very good harmony singer at all, but some people are some people are particularly good at it. Yeah, like people like Anika. Uh, so Anika is just an absolute. She's just she just slays it. She's yeah, so fast and would just yeah. Funny. I think so. Eh? I think I think it's yeah. like if you. I, I wonder if you if it's if you grow up singing a lot. Like I didn't I didn't sing a lot as a kid. Um, mm. Yeah, which is why yeah, singing didn't kind of come to me till much later. And so I sort of I don't know whether whether that has anything to do with it or whether I just don't have the ear for it or what it is, but. Yeah, it definitely yeah. does have the ear. So, <laughs> I think the thing about them too is maybe on first listen you might not even really pick them up. Yeah. They're so subtle and they work. It's he his voice or um, yeah. Josh's voice works so well with your voice that it's almost on a really second listen. Or if you're watching this, slow yeah, yeah, video. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> but then you're like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is the beauty of yeah. them because you wouldn't want them um, sort of sticking out like yeah, a sore That looked true. like a heap of fun to film. Yeah, that's, that was, we just shot that in Littleton actually. We just had like two hours and just like running around the, um, running around town and the gardens and stuff. Yeah, that was fun. Littleton as well is just like, I, oh gosh, I, I just love it. I don't know why I have such a, an affinity for it. It seems to be such a hub for really great music. Yeah. So. You're like so lucky to be I there. I know I am, eh? It's it's I, and I'm quite a newcomer. Like we've been here for uh, probably I guess coming up four years, three and a half, four years. And um, yeah, I just love it. I love because um, like, I grew up at the I grew up at the beach, you know, with the like very close to the ocean, so you could just hear, you know, you could just hear the sea the whole time. Mm. And so you you don't really hear it down here at the port, but you can always see the ocean, which is just kind of um, yeah. I I, I really love it and I it actually makes a difference to how I feel I think the times mm. when I've lived um inland or away from the ocean I feel a bit kind of um I don't know if claustrophobic is the right word but just a bit closed in or something there's something about yeah the the sea that I love I don't think I don't think that's particularly unique to me but <laughs> yeah it's no, one no, of the cool I, things I totally yeah. agree yeah yeah <laughs> I totally yeah. agree. I was going to ask you, um, you mentioned Anika, just in terms of like you seem to have such solid friendships within the music industry. Yeah. 
how sort of important that is because we are a small industry yeah. and I mean, yeah, how is that having your friends alongside you doing amazing mahi Yeah, well? it's pretty awesome, eh? Like I feel, uh, yeah, I feel pretty lucky that, I mean, we, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and, you know, as has Anika and Tammy and, um, and Julia and all those um, amazing, um, mm. amazing artists. And I, th- I, yeah, I feel like it's it's a cool thing where everyone is very it's supportive of what everyone's doing you know like there's no um Mm. there's no one's competitive everyone is just always kind of lifting everyone else up and it's it's cool and I feel really lucky that I yeah that I have great friendships with with um with a lot of really awesome yeah just so happens that like so many of them are really amazing artists. They're all so yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It would be easy to get. It would be easy to get overwhelmed, but um, no, they're awesome, and and it's um, it's a really cool. I think I think it's especially important because it is being a songwriter and and probably an artist of you know of almost kind of any ilk. It, it's it can be a really lonely job, you know. Like you're mm. writing on your own. You kind of a lot of your you know when you're not writing you know most of us are doing admin and and stuff and we don't we don't have the sort of necessarily the same you know like go to work connection that that people in more um more kind of mainstream kind of industries or jobs would have you know so I I think that those Mm. um those friendships are kind of especially important in that way just for you know just touching base and other people know you know just know what you're up to and yeah it's cool you can Give someone, yeah. a, give someone a ring and be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm in a session, I'm losing my mind or, you know, whatever you can, yeah. And they fully totally. understand yeah. all the, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. It's so yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it's cool. What sort of advice would you have for anyone that's listening that is thinking about starting out or is just starting out in music or anything creative? Is there any little pearls of wisdom that you've learned along the way that you might... Yeah, I mean, how long have you got? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, got sure, all night. Sure, sure. Um, no, I, yeah, I do, I do. I think, um, I feel like, first of all, I think that it's really, I, I feel always feel really excited for, um, you know, particularly younger artists who are just getting into it. I just think it's such a, it's a cool, if, if you can make it work, like if you're if you're driven and 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 organised and kind of, or, you know, baseline good at what you know, good at what what you're trying to do. I, it's a, mm. it's so cool. It's a, you can make such a cool life for yourself, and I think that that is, that's the whole point. You know, that's the whole point of it. So, so if you can do something that you love, if you can make it work to do something that you love, and you know that fulfills you, and yeah, it, it's it's awesome. And I think you you should just go for it and don't listen to the you know, the old auntie or uncle who's like, what's your backup plan? You know, are you, are you going to, are you going to yeah. be a teacher? Um, you know, I think you just have to just, there's no, you've got nothing to lose by just running at it, you know, I think. And, and, and to be honest, I think unless you run at it, there's no way anything's going to happen, you know, no one's going to, I, yeah, I think that's something early yeah. on that I, that I learned that, that took me a long time to learn was that I, I was waiting, like when I, because I did um, four years at music school and I, after I finished, I was like, okay, cool. Now I'll just, I'll just wait to get picked up. I'll wait to get signed and then, and then yeah. someone will come along and do all the stuff for me and, and that'll be great. And then I'll be an artist. 
and I waited and I was waiting and, um, you know, playing gigs, but I'm still waiting. And then I was like, wow, this is not, this is not how it works. You know, no one's going to cut, no one's coming, you know, there's, there's a, there's a real handful of, of people who get picked up very, very, you know, Lord and, and, but, but mm. that's such a tiny, tiny, um, you know, percentage of, of artists, you know, that's not the pathway for most artists. And so, yeah, I think you just have to just commit to it and then just run at it. That's what I would say. Yeah. And don't be, don't worry. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid. Just, you got nothing to lose. Yeah. Totally. And I think the other thing that I've noticed in the couple of years of having this podcast is everyone is so there to help 100%, each other. Yeah. And, you know, there's just like meeting up with someone for a coffee or an email, just even to ask one small thing, everyone is so generous with yeah. their time. Um, and everyone's pretty accessible as yeah. well in, in New Zealand. Yeah, so I'd agree. Don't be afraid Yeah, to and I, do you know, I reckon too, and I found this early in my career, is that it was almost like the minute that I committed to it and, and was sort of heading towards what I wanted to do, People doors just honestly, literally just started swinging open, and I would, and I, I think if you if you ask if you ask and people can see that you have intention and you're polite, mm. you know, but yeah, mm. if people can see that you're, you know, that that you, um, you know, that you're not just kind of mucking around, then so many people help you, and people, so many people gave up, yeah, like you say, just gave up, you know, their time and. And, and help and expertise before I had released anything, anything at all. And so, you know, people like Don McGlashan was a huge help for me. And I remember he said to me, mm. you've got the songs. And I that was huge for me because that was before I had, you know, that was before I released my first record. And, um, you know, having someone like that just affirm that for me was like, okay, right, I, you know. I, it, yeah, yeah. it's it it hard to sort of put into words what that what that meant, but it just it was just like someone who knows what they're talking about saying you you have the ability, and then and then uh, yeah, and I think a lot of doors just opened by me knocking on them actually, you know, and so mm. that yeah that mm. was I, yeah I mean I have been very I have been very lucky in my career, but I I have also worked very hard at being lucky, so yeah. <laughs> Mm, mm. yeah I love that that's so special how nice well Mel thank you so much for having this chat with me today it's been lovely and really great to get to know you a little better um and our listeners can see you on tour Friday the 18th of November in Kerry Kerry Thursday 24th in Nelson Friday 25th in New Plymouth and Saturday 26th in Port Chalmers, didn't yeah, we've actually, and we've actually and, just in addition to that, we've actually got a few extra ones. We're playing, and um, we've added a second Auckland show, which is the nineteenth of November, um, in Devonport. Ooh. Yeah, and then Hamilton on the twentieth, and then there's actually a, um, I don't know what your listenership is down south, but we've, we're doing a Queenstown, Wanaka, Oamaru, um run 9th, 10th, eleventh of December. So yeah, there's there's still a bunch of shows to go, which is awesome. Wow, even better. How amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And where can people follow you Uh, now? Just all all the usuals, probably Instagram, yeah, Facebook for anyone who's still hanging in there. Um, Yeah, or the old old dot com. Yeah. Instagram is probably the easiest one. Yeah. 
Nice. I think it's at Mel Parsons Music for those yep. who are running to their phones right now. <laughs> well, thank you so oh, much and enjoy this little yes. break before the next week. Yay, thank you.